Welcome to the Smeichel Speaks podcast channel. I'm Joanne Smeichel, and I'm delighted that you tuned in for relevant leadership learning that will help you continue to soar. Enjoy this episode. Have you stopped to reflect on your career trajectory? I mean, seriously reflected on where you are, how you got there. Have you stopped to think about your path, your journey, where you've been? This podcast is overflowing with questions that will guide you in reflecting on and maybe even reevaluating your trajectory. You may decide to use your reflection to redirect. Full disclosure, this episode came about because I've been thinking a lot about my career trajectory, even my life trajectory. I've been thinking about how in the world did I get to the point of podcasting? And as I've been thinking about it, I realized that this is something of a twist or a little boost or who knows what it's going to be yet, but it's a change in what I thought my trajectory might be. It happened because I was open to insights from young folks, way, way, way young folks. My great-nephew Dor and his girlfriend, Sai led me to this part of my trajectory. Sai explained exactly what the heck a podcast is, and Dor said, AJ, you need to be doing this. You need to be podcasting. I thought about it, and I thought, oh, what the heck? If I'm going to remain viable, I have to do new things. I got to do some stuff that challenges me. So thanks, Sai. Thanks, Dor. You continue to positively impact my trajectory. And here we are. I've also been thinking a lot about my life. How did I get to a place of peace? after the ups and downs, difficulties, depressions, and doubts of my 30s and my 40s. All of these questions have been kind of swirling around in my mind, and that's where this podcast came from. (laughs) The things that are swirling around in my mind. The journey into self, the journey into examining our trajectory, it calls us to be in a constant state of discovery. Part of that discovery is looking back over the roads that we've traveled. That's so illustrative. It helps us come to a more clear understanding of our current landing point. A landing point that doesn't necessarily have to be permanent. Your landing point can turn into your launching point. So what were the turning points for you? What were the pivotal moments and what did you learn from them? If you haven't processed the lessons, maybe it's time. One of the pivotal moments in my life was when I quit my job to start this business. It was a very long time ago, but I still remember, I still remember the excitement. I was in my 20s, so I didn't have the trepidation, the fear, the self-doubt. I wasn't especially cautious or concerned. I had parents who told us that we could do anything. And I'm so grateful for those early messages because those messages have enabled me to be willing and ready to really test my wings. 
Another pivotal moment was when I decided to stop being a subcontractor to other consultants. I did not like the way that I was treated. I knew that a lot of them were borrowing from Peter to pay Paul, so they'd pay their subs late and last, and that just didn't work for me. But the subcontracting was a part of my income, so I had to figure a few things out to make that transition. My dear, dear friend, Dr. Kathy Siders, led me to another pivot when she told me, stop taking low-fee work. She said it devalued my skills, my competencies, and all the preparation that I'd done to become excellent in my field. She also told me getting rid of the low-fee work left me open to more high-fee work. Now, by the time Kathy gave me that advice, I'd been at this for about 10 years. I had a mortgage. I had student loans. I had a little other debt. But then I really had to think. Was she right? Could I be fearless once again? So I took her advice, and it opened the door to major corporate work, government work at a much higher level, and work with large associations and large nonprofits. So I'm ever indebted to Kathy because she advanced my trajectory. As you think about your pivotal or your defining moments, what you're going to discover is a lot about yourself. Wonderful, wonderful things that are going to boost your confidence. You're going to discover things that you may have overlooked about your character about your core values, about your commitment. And just as important, you're going to discover or remember who has been your cheerleader, your supporter, your encourager. These are the behind the scenes people who may have been invisible, but invaluable in your life. They may have given you great advice that you forgot They may have challenged you to do more, to do better, to do different. These are the people that you want to thank if you haven't already. They're also the people that you want to reconnect with. Now, if you're a self-aware person, your reflection is going to give you insights into your flaws and into your faults. Examine them. Pay attention to them. But don't get mired down in your mistakes. Look for the lessons. You know, I often think that I've learned as many lessons from my failures as I have from my successes. Now, that's after I licked my wounds and took the time to really look into whatever happened or didn't happen. As you reflect on the past, the road that brought you into your current state in your career and in your life, you got to really also think about the present. Are you in a satisfied state? I didn't say giddy and happy all the time. I said a satisfied state, not a complacent state. What I mean is, are you contented? Is your career fulfilling? Have you created a life of purpose and meaning? And are you intentionally fulfilling that purpose. So what happens if you're not in a satisfied state? 
What if you are absolutely not satisfied? What if you're unfulfilled? What if you're frustrated? Believe it or not, you've still got limitless potential. If you're at all motivated towards change, you may be better able to do radical things than those of us who are in a satisfied state. Because sometimes when we're satisfied, we can kind of chill, we may coast, we may bask in the comfort and the contentment. I think that's where I was before Cy and Dor pricked me about podcasting. And then they pricked me about enhancing my YouTube channel and just moving forward differently. So if you're not so thrilled with your current career or even your current life, that discontent may be what fuels radical change. That discontent certainly presents an opportunity to alter your trajectory, to make a mid-course correction, or to just rock your world by making major changes. Now, let's be clear. I'm not saying that there aren't external factors that can impact your trajectory. Of course, there are crises, there's calamities, there's other catastrophes. But here's what I am saying. I'm saying that being dissatisfied can give you the internal impetus for creating something different. How do you get beyond dissatisfaction to purposeful action? Well, you purposefully act. And I have a few ideas on how we move from where we are to where we want to be. This assumes that we know where we want to be. And don't forget that the destination can change and sometimes it should change. So don't lock yourself in or confine your options. Learn to think expansively, broadly. That's an important lesson that I've learned and continue to learn with every new dream. I want you to try this activity when you have some quiet time. Get a large piece of paper, a bunch of crayons or colorful markers. Use this entire sheet of paper, and I mean big paper like flip chart paper, but use the whole piece of paper to write down all of your dreams of where you'd like to be in every sphere of your life. Now, this is a little different from a vision board because it's all about discovering and expressing with language. Your words will create, they do create, and they have created your world. Don't do anything with the paper other than read it for two or three weeks. Read it every day, maybe even a few times a day. After you've done that for a few weeks, start thinking about how your trajectory would change if you pursued any of the dreams that you wrote down. Same deal. I want you to go deeper. I want you to get another big piece of paper and those same markers and crayons. I want you to jot down the ways in which your life would change, the good ways and the not-so-good ways. Be as specific as you can. Now put the two papers side-by-side on a wall, and I'm assuming you have some wall space. Again, don't do anything with the two sheets of paper. 
just read them daily for a few weeks. Pay attention to your emotional responses. You may consider journaling what you're feeling. And as you journal, you may find that you're excited. You may find that you're curious. You may find that you're reluctant. You may find that you're afraid. Start to become a noticer of your feelings and your thoughts as you look at your dreams and the ways in which your life could change. I was coaching a very successful woman who, when faced with this visual representation of her dreams, realized that she was scared and she'd been scared and operating out of fear for a very long time. As she became a noticer of her own thoughts and feelings related to her dreams that were deferred, she really began to learn a lot about herself. She learned that she was scared of rejection, she was scared of failure, and she was scared of other things. She was lonely because of a breakup. She missed the communion of close relationships. She realized that she wasn't sure she was worthy. In spite of her phenomenal accomplishments, she didn't feel worthy of living her dreams. She'd been paralyzed by those doubts and those fears for years. But seeing the dreams was an awakening for her. She realized what she'd given up. But she also realized that she'd found small ways to make her dreams real in her life. She was very active in academic research. That was fulfilling to her. She was enjoying the natural world with hikes and other nature-oriented activities. She was deeply connected to her sister and her nephew. She took her dream trip to Venice as a solo traveler. What she discovered was that it isn't an all-or-nothing equation. She'd suppressed elements or parts of her dreams, but she had, without full awareness, not given up completely. This gave her ammunition for really determining the next steps of her trajectory. As you think about the discoveries from the activity with the paper, you'll need to really evaluate your role in what is pleasing and what is displeasing in your life. What role are you playing in the things that are pleasing? What role are you playing in the things that are displeasing? That activity can be a starting point for reimagining the next iteration of your trajectory. You'll start asking questions like whether you're willing to resurrect dreams deferred, delayed, or denied. Other questions will pop into your head and to your heart. Those questions may make you sigh. They may make you cry. Whatever the emotional response, just pay attention to it. Use the responses to be honest with yourself, to tell yourself the truth. Now, here comes the really big question. Are you willing to change your trajectory? Do you feel like you want or need to change it? Maybe you do, maybe you don't. Please don't think that you have to change it just because you've assessed it. Sometimes a thorough assessment is the confirmation that we need to know we're on the right track, the track that's satisfying for us. 
Sometimes a session gives us the opportunity to give ourselves permission to stop and to celebrate how well we've done at fulfilling our dreams. Sometimes it'll reveal the areas where we may want to tweak or fine-tune to stay in alignment with our dreams. Only you, only you know what that activity will stir up in you. Well, you'll know it when you do it. If you decide on changing the course of your trajectory, I want to offer you a few ideas. The first is give yourself permission to dream big, to dream different, and to dream in an uninhibited way. Be expansive in your thinking. Give yourself permission to intentionally, intentionally, on purpose, propel your life and your career in new directions. Do the research to determine what it takes to move from dream to reality. There's something else that I recently learned. It isn't necessary to tell everyone that you think is a supporter about your dreams, especially if they're big dreams. Let me tell you what happened. Um, I made a request for prayerful support from a few friends for a really big goal. I was surprised that two of them said, in essence, that they didn't think I needed to be thinking in terms of that big dream. They both told me their own stories, which were limited in scope. I think that they were limited by their own thinking and that they imposed their limitations on me. But their story isn't my story. Someone else's story isn't your story. I had to stop myself from internalizing their limitations. You know, What's another person's ceiling may be your floor. Don't adopt another person's limitations as your own. That was a really, really interesting awareness for me. And I have to tell you, it surprised me. I had always thought that you should invite your supporters into your prayers for your goals and for your dreams. What I know now is that some dreams should be silently held in your heart fervently prayed for and believed for. It's not always necessary to invite others into your soaring trajectory. Believe in yourself, do the work, and press on. Now, by the same token, as I kept mulling this over in my mind, and it just happened last week, but I recognize this. Of my supportive praying friends, most of them joined hearts with me on this goal. So maybe, I don't know, maybe the lesson is to be discerning about whose emotional support you invite. Maybe that's a better assessment of that experience. I I think that could be a better assessment of that experience. You have your own wisdom. Decide who's going to cheer you on and who may be a naysayer. But don't be surprised if you're surprised. The next thing I want to offer is this. Once you start moving in the direction of your dream, listen to the well-wishers who are committed to seeing you soar. Listen to the people who'll give you caring, candid feedback. 
invite affirming people into refining your trajectory. Remember to be discerning about you who you invite in. I'm really grateful to my family and friends who've been so encouraging with these podcasts. They've cared enough to give me feedback that's helping me refine the product. And it's also feedback that's helping me grow. My nephew Fred told me I needed to include interviews. My niece Gina told me I sounded too scripted. My dear sister friend Buena told me that she wanted more of my personality to shine through. That's a little dangerous, but she wanted more of my personality to shine through. Alex Porter said, make these podcasts more conversational. Karen Stroud, and now we've been friends since high school, and she said she only listened because we're friends. She told me to be more engaging and more peppy and that I was a little bit boring. Yasmin Kaku said that she only likes the ones where I give clear examples, that some of them are just too abstract. My point is this. Ask caring people to share their thoughts and ideas that'll help you move forward. The things that'll help you move in your intended direction. And then you have to figure out what you can use from their input. Do not feel compelled to use everything. My best friend Michelle still hates the intro and the outro music, but it's not changing because I love it. As I conclude, I know that there was a lot of kind of meandering and wandering in this podcast. I think that's part of reflecting. I know it's part of reinventing, or at least it is for me. I hope that you'll try the exercise and see what you discover about yourself. Give yourself permission to rediscover your passions. Give yourself permission to purposefully redirect. Put yourself on a trajectory that will, as you're moving onward, keep you energized enough to keep pressing on. Put yourself on a trajectory that will continue to make you look back and smile. One that'll make you say, hey, I did it. I did it. I did it. And I can do more. Because wherever you are on your journey, there's more to be done. And you are just the person to do it. Thanks for listening to this podcast. I hope that you got tools that you'll actually use and share. Subscribe to get more relevant leadership learning. Check out my YouTube channel to stay prepared for leading in an ever-evolving world. Thank you.